0: Hello, lovely listeners. Your fave AMD. What? I might not be your favorite for too long because we have actually found some new hosts and um, getting ready to introduce them to you really soon. Because our new hosts are amazing, and um, I'm so excited for you to meet them. And don't worry, I'll still be a host as well. But you know, this is uh, sharing the platform, which is something that you've heard me talk about for a while now and um even though you haven't actually seen what is happening i can assure you that there has been a lot of work on the back end to make this an actual reality um and the visions that i have for the future of this show are far and wide and and the visions that the hosts have the new hosts i i can't wait for all of us to discuss and and and, and learn about what that looks like and share that with each other and share it with you because, um, you know, I've been getting some ideas from other podcasts and and seeing what other people do out there. And I'm like, Oh my God, there's so many, so many cool things that I didn't know about that I didn't think about. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just incredibly excited to bring those things to you. And so our, our, our guest today is Daisy Ducati, very special guest, um, and I want you to listen to the episode to find out what First of all, she's a very special guest because she's an incredible human being, and all of my guests are very special guests, but there is a special announcement in this particular episode today, so you're going to have to listen all the way through um, to to find out exactly what I'm talking about. You might have already guessed it. I might. Did I give it away? Did I give it away? I hope not. Anyways, um, you know, I don't want to talk that much more because I want you to get to know Daisy. She is incredibly fascinating, multifaceted, professional hustler, sex worker for at least eight years, amazing human being. Everyone, get your earballs ready for Daisy to infiltrate your brain. Here we go. Hello everyone, I'm AMD and I'm so excited to be here today to talk to all of you and to talk to a very special guest that we have on the line. We have Daisy Ducati with us today, but before we get to Daisy, you know how I do. We have to talk about the monies. We need y'all to make it rain on all of it Um, If you love this podcast, if you love listening to it, please consider donating and, you know, just the tip. Uh, We have amazing guests and your donations go towards paying the guests and towards paying your hosts. So if you would like to contribute, please head to paypal.me forward slash yesastripperpodcast. And thank you so much to those of you who have already donated We love you. Okay, let's get on to Daisy because I'm like beyond excited and you're going to find out all of the reasons why. Hello, Daisy. How are you? Hello.
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I am excellent. I'm listening to the rain in the background. I have a kitty cat on my lap. Life couldn't be better. So, yes. Thank you so much for being here today. So excited to talk about all of the things you do because you are a very multifaceted person. Would you agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> awesome yeah so you know you're more than a stripper daisy you are definitely a, sur- a sworker and you're definitely a hustler in your own words a professional hustler yes
1: yeah I do all of the things including the weird stuff <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and we're definitely going to get to the weird stuff can you tell us all like what is it that you do for work like what is your What's your playlists look like?
1: So my main bread butter is producing solo content and custom videos and photo sets. Um, but I also often on dance, I do some wrestling, some, uh, adult wrestling and some pro wrestling. I, um, I occasionally will teach in workshops. Um, I do all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah. So you said adult wrestling and pro wrestling. I didn't realize that you did both. Do you prefer one over the other?
1: Um, I mean, sexy wrestling is definitely a different kind of fun. (laughs) Um, and I've been doing that for almost a decade, but I'm just now starting to get into the pro wrestling and it's, it's exciting. And I like the, I like the acrobatics involved. It's
0: really fun. Oh, definitely. So you're already like flipping off the, the rails and all that stuff. Yeah. That, that is so cool. <laughs> that, that would it's terrify fun. me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you, so you, di- you said you're a dancer. You also did some stripping. And um, do you mind if we talk about what city? I don't want to like. Docs you if you don't want to talk about the city you're in okay
1: no i've i've danced all over i started in san francisco actually at the lusty lady um and that was a really cool place it was like a unionized co-op um
0: yeah and then
1: i danced around san francisco i had like a monthly feature show for a while at little darlings um and then i've danced in portland and baltimore and all over the place Oh, amazing.
0: Yeah. So uh, I didn't realize you danced with the Lusty Lady.
1: Yeah, that's where Daisy Ducati was born.
0: Oh, that's amazing. So did you enjoy the fact that it was a unionized co-op? Like, was that fun? For Like, you know, what was your experience like there?
1: Um, so I came in at the very end. I was there for like the last year or so. Mm -hmm. And things were already a little bit messy at the end. Um, but I really enjoyed having the union. I would definitely do that again. I think that the co-op, I would probably structure it differently mm-hmm. if I were going to do that again. Um, the, it Having a co-op of dancers when there's like a high turnover rate in that sort of job mm-hmm. makes it really complicated.
0: Yeah, that's an excellent point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's... It it was really complicated and we definitely got screwed over in the end. Um, But the sisterhood element of having the union and the co-op was absolutely a beautiful, magical experience.
0: Right, right. I've got some Lusty Lady t-shirts in my dresser, actually. Yeah, because my partner, Antonia Crane, I I work with her um, at Strippers United and she's from Lusty Lady. And she was like a part of the group who officially... Originally, unionized the club. Yeah, so yeah, that is so. There's a
1: documentary about it.
0: There is. It's called "Live Nude uh, Girls Unite." Yeah, I got it right, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You can. Get I that still on have a.
1: I still have a sticker that I peeled off of my locker that uh, said, "Bad girls like good contracts."
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a classic like phrase we definitely need to bring that back for sure so you did you mentioned that you do workshops but like you don't do workshops in the traditional sense that I'm accustomed to which is like here's how you raise your legs up over your head you're doing like (laughs) educational workshops can you tell us a little about what you're into
1: So, I've done a couple of different things. Um, It's usually like sex education workshops. I've taught a thing for Erica Lust on how to do anal comfortably and safely. Um, And I just did an all-bodies workshop where we were teaching people how to start masturbating that maybe are curious about that sort of thing. And it was really beautiful because we had several different body types. Like we had me, we had a cis male performer, and then we had a trans male performer to sort of demonstrate different methods of masturbation and self-pleasure.
0: Wow. So was this like over zoom or something like that? Yeah, wow. it was,
1: it was through zoom. And, um, we had, uh, we had a couple of sex educators involved and I was, uh, I was demoing. It right. was pretty great.
0: Yeah, and when you say demoing and stop me at any time, like actual like showing of the action, like pants off. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. That makes me feel really good about Zoom. I, I think it
1: can be Yeah. I I've done a couple of different explicit things on Zoom for different people and companies and I think I think they're okay with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that gives me some confidence because I was kind of worried that like over time they would like be on to us and be like, no, you can't do that. And that's like, that's really interesting. I'm super stoked you were able to do that.
1: Yeah,
0: it was pretty great. Yeah. And I noticed that in your, in when you had posted about it, that you had mentioned that like the conversation was really like the conversation went really well and it was a really important conversation. Can you elaborate on the importance of that?
1: I just, um, I think that a lot of people have a lot of shame and fear around sex and their own bodies. Um, and there's a lot of trauma involved too. And I think it's important to have an open, honest, respectful conversation about how to pleasure your own body. And a lot of people are scared to ask. So just presenting that information up front is really important. And I think we were able to help a lot of people explore their own body further.
0: Yeah, I really love that. I was just, it's so funny, right before we sat down to record and I was going to the bathroom and you know how like random shit just pops in your head. And for some reason, I thought of this, this dude that was like sitting on the side of Hollywood Boulevard with like a sign that about God and how we were all going to hell. And it was um, a whore's march and we were marching past him and he was like, you're all going to hell. And I was thinking to myself, I wonder if that dude ever watches sex workers or masturbates and like, what? and I don't know why the fuck I'm thinking about this random guy from three years ago, but I'm like, I wonder if people like that actually masturbate or is that considered a sin? And like, if they're masturbating, like, do they think they're going to hell? Like, I know this is so random, but like it's just funny that you're talking about how a lot of people don't masturbate. And I'm like, does that do it? Are people like that? You know, like, what do you think about that?
1: I think a lot of people also have shame after they masturbate. Mm. They get into it and then feel disgusted. There's even memes about it. Really? They feel disgusted with themselves afterwards because they aren't okay with their own actions and their own body and whatever it is that they're into.
0: Yeah. That's so that's so interesting. And like I I just want to like hug them, you know? Like. It's okay.
1: Right? Yeah. It's normal. It's healthy, and yeah. it's good for you.
0: Yeah, and it feels really good, and it sometimes yeah, it'll helps make your to whole sleep. day better.
1: Yes,
0: exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so I was looking at the All Bodies account, and um, they just look. It looks like an amazing account. Like very body inclusive, very educational. So yeah, I'm. I'm sorry I missed it. Are you going to do more things like that?
1: Um, probably. And okay. I think they do have a recording available also.
0: Oh, amazing. Okay. Yeah. So we I'm all need sure to hit the you up. Link. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we all need a recording so we can watch a workshop on how to masturbate, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. We're going to do it. I'm I'm into it. Um, Man, you're like... You're into so many things though, Daisy. How are you not like so exhausted all the time? You do like a million things.
1: I am exhausted all the time. <laughs> it takes a lot of caffeine to keep me going. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I noticed that um you, you like to go to a lot of conventions. You haven't obviously the pandemic really seriously got in the way of that. But do you see any yeah. conventions in the near future with things opening back up?
1: Yeah. So actually, um, my first real public outing since the pandemic started was a horror convention mm-hmm. and it was kind of shocking being out in public around that many people Yay. in indoor space yeah. <laughs> after like being at home so much. Yeah. It was, it was a bizarre experience, but I had fun.
0: Did you, did I got you
1: to meet some cool people?
0: Did you hug, did you hug any of your, any of your friends or your fans?
1: yeah I did do some hugging and I am I am vaccinated, so I mm-hmm. felt a little bit more comfortable about it, but mm-hmm. it was still like it made me nervous. <laughs> sure,
0: yeah, yeah. so the the reason why I'm asking like specific questions is um, you know, I tend to stalk people before interviewing them, and I watch this like hour long ask me anything video that you made in December. Yeah. And, you had, yeah, and you had mentioned that you really like to hug people at the conventions, and so I was just wondering if, you know, you got to enjoy that. Um, yeah. 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 So, um, horror, horror, right? You're into, like, scary movie stuff?
1: Yes, yeah? I love horror, and horror conventions are, like, my chance to be the fangirl. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, do
0: you have a favorite, like, a favorite horror movie?
1: Um, I really like the stuff and, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
0: Is oh my God. Too. Isn't that one like pretty old?
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's an old black and white one, but it's a good one.
0: Really? So it holds and up.
1: And I'm from San Francisco. So it's really cool seeing like old shots of San Francisco yeah. when a lot of things still look the same.
0: Yeah. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. That's didn't you just get a VCR? Yes, yes, yes,
1: finally. (laughs) So maybe like three or four years ago, I found this like giant plastic bin of VHS tapes just like sitting out in the street in LA. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like, this is so cool. And (laughs) there's all sorts of like old Disney movies and like weird TV stuff and just all sorts of weird stuff. There's a couple of goosebumps tapes in there. And oh my God. Goosebumps! Stuff. Yes. And, and there's a couple of like unmarked mysterious tapes that I'm really curious about. So I've been trying to get a VCR and like I bought one and it was broken, but it almost <laughs> ate the tape and I almost cried. Um, <laughs> But I finally got another one yesterday. Was it yesterday? Or the day before. And I haven't had a chance to set it up yet because I've just been so busy. But I'm really excited to watch these tapes and see what's on some of them.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to find out about the mystery tapes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I watched a couple of them at a friend's house who had a VCR. And most of them were like birthday parties and stuff. But I'm kind of. I'm kind of curious if I come across some like r- weird, mysterious homemade porn. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds fun.
0: <laughs> like, what what do you even do with that, though? You know, nothing really.
1: <laughs> nothing. Just enjoy it.
0: <laughs> oh my god, that sounds like so much fun. Um, I just, I think it's so. Your interests are so interesting to me because you know as a sex worker you're like yeah i play video games and you know i i love plants and it's just you know i think a lot of times people don't see us that way you know that we yeah. have like normal everyday interests but the video games was like you seem really into video games which was kind of surprising to me
1: I- am and people keep begging me to like stream and play with fans and do all this and I kind of refuse to because video games are my me time yeah and I don't want to feel like I have to be Daisy Ducati when I'm playing right I just want to be me and not have to be performative about it yeah um but I I'm completely hooked on this game called Daisy
0: that's funny (laughs) yeah yeah yeah
1: and it's it's so good it's like a zombie survival game and there's so much you can do in it and there's so many different ways you can play like I like to just wander out in the woods and like hunt animals and like stay alive and play up the survival element of the game right and my partner my partner plays in this server that's like a serious pvp server and the whole point of that server is just to, like, kill as many people as possible. <laughs> okay. Okay. And it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I noticed on your video, too, people are like, oh, you should do Twitch. And you're like, I don't want to do Twitch. No. I just want to do my own thing. That would be like if I live stream me sitting on the couch watching Star Trek for, like, four hours.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't... <laughs> And Twitch has so many damn rules. Like I'm just not trying to deal with another platform that hates me.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I hear that. How have you, I noticed you have a lot of followers on Instagram. How has like FOSTA, SESTA and shadow banning affected your account or your revenue stream? Can you talk about that?
1: I am just getting by by the skin of my teeth on Instagram. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm i one of the lucky ones that still has my very first account. Mm. And I've never had to, like, remake an account.
0: Right. Um,
1: I've been pretty careful. And I've had to delete a lot of stuff that, like, maybe was questionable. Um, and I have had stuff get reported, but not enough mm. to get my account taken down. Mm-hmm. But I think that being super careful with the content that I post and the wording of my captions. um, And also uh, being able to register my account as a business account, because then they think maybe they'll eventually get some money out of me.
0: (laughs) Oh, is that a trick? It is. Yeah. It is a trick. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I've, I've like, I'm not an expert on Instagram, but I've done Mm -hmm. some trial and error things and definitely having the business account, I think has helped. And that also helped me get verified Mm -hmm. because on Instagram, a lot of people don't know. You could just go into your settings and request verification, Oh! but in order to get verified, you have to have your account in good standing. So you can't have any like recent reports against you, um, which is usually like six months or so.
0: Okay. I think I get reported like every month.
1: (laughs) It's hard. It's hard. And you can, you can also contest the reports, which a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. So like if it's obviously someone just bothering you and it's not against their terms of service, then you can um, at the bottom, when the little message pops up saying you got reported at the bottom, there's a, like a link that says something about like, tell us about it. If you think it was, yeah, uh, if this is an error, Yeah, And a lot of times stuff that I've had reported has been reinstated because they realized like, oh, this is just a picture of her in a bikini.
0: (laughs) Really? Because I'm so glad that you've had that positive experience because I don't think a lot of other people have. And it's so interesting. It's like, how do some of us skate by and some of us don't? Like there seems to be no pattern
1: Uh, A part of it is because the way that Instagram does reports is it's just based on like user reports. So a lot of times there's just like a set number of people that have to report something for it to get taken down no matter what. And no human reviews it unless you ask them to review it. So a lot of times it's just you're getting bothered by people following you.
0: That's interesting. Something just happened what just happened oh yeah I know you had said that you got in trouble for cussing in comments is that real what what
1: man so there's like there's certain words you can't say and like obviously you can't talk about work stuff at all but like there's, there's just certain words that it doesn't like, and, like, you can't say whore, <laughs> for instance, like, even if I'm calling myself a whore. Um, and, like, I think bitch sometimes gets reported. And I've also had a situation where my private messages got reported, not reported, but they got flagged. Um, so if you get enough reports on your pictures and comments, then they start to go through your private messages and oh my God. like you, you can't send any links in your private messages that are anything related to adult. And if yeah. any of the wording sounds like you're trying to sell anything adult at all, there, it gets reported. So I've gotten in trouble for messages and stuff too, which is why like my DMs are pretty much just for people I know in person now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so bonkers and kind of invasive, don't you think?
1: Yeah, like I I don't understand. Like if I'm private messaging someone and that person consents to what we're talking about, then I don't see who's who's the victim here. You know, like we're yeah. having a private conversation between adults. It should be no one else's business.
0: Yeah, I've, I've done some work with blogger on on poll um, Carolina Hades, um, and some other sex workers on, like, the internet law and the stuff that, like, what we're actually liable for legally, and it gets fucking weird. And, like, if basically – I also noticed that your shirt says sext me, which I think is hilarious, but, like, sexting in Instagram is considered – like, Ill- like against their terms and like they kind of try to deem it as illegal, basically, because if you're sexting on yeah. Instagram, you're basically soliciting.
1: Yeah. And it's crazy. Like even people that aren't doing it professionally, like if it's someone in their partner. Exactly. They can still get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild, man. What
0: the fuck? Yeah, I mean, we just need our own place. I keep, I like, I hear that all the time, and I'm like, "Fuck that! We need to stay and fight." And now I'm like, I, "How much longer are we gonna have to fight this?" Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I've
1: pretty much accepted that Instagram is just a vanity project at this point. Like, I can't use yeah. it for anything work related. Right. And like, I, I'm even nervous about promoting like events that I'm doing. I know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I know. Now they're coming after those too.
0: Yeah, I know. It's really it's really sad. You do some um cool cats online events, don't you? Yeah. 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 You're doing one tomorrow. And I have but Yeah. Yeah, this is going to come out after that, but you are continue <laughs> you 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 show up regularly on that show, right?
1: Yeah. And yeah, I also cool. have my own virtual burlesque show called Doomsday Cabaret. It's not quite as regular as Cool Cats because oh, I just cool. have too many things going on. Sure, yeah. But, uh, my show is a little bit more like circus style. Okay. And, uh, I have a lot of like really wild performers like Fire and yes. I have one girl that shoots sparks and I have acrobats and contortionists and all sorts of sword swallowers.
0: Oh my God. That's so cool. How do you meet all these people?
1: Um, it's kind of like with the horror thing, like I'm just a fan of yeah. sideshow performers. And so I just kind of seek them out and follow them and make friends.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there's a lot of people in the adult industry that also do sideshow performance too. Of
0: course, because they're performers <laughs> and they're amazing. Yeah. And I've seen you do, like, a bunch of interviews and stuff on YouTube. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day about how I feel like in sex work, the the people who do porn are – out of all the sex workers are the most, like, hey, this is what we're doing today, and everyone's, like, on camera with the mic, and it's because y'all are just, like, so accustomed to production. Am I, like, overthinking it, or what do you think? Am I kind of on track, making stuff up?
1: You got it. You
0: think so? Um <laughs>
1: One thing that being in porn and, like, producing my own porn has taught me is, like, you don't usually need a lot of, like, super expensive equipment or setup and, like, elaborate right. stuff to do the thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, before porn, I was doing other types of modeling and some acting and, like, everybody takes their equipment so seriously.
0: Yeah. And,
1: uh... And, like, with porn, like, if you've got a cell phone with a camera on it, you're good to go.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> like and they're, a ring light. They're con- totally content. Yeah, and a yeah. ring light. Yeah. Or just open a window, <laughs> you
0: know. Yeah, because most people aren't looking at porn and be like, hmm, I don't know if I can masturbate to this you know, production quality. It's not, you know what I mean? They're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And tube sites have really kind of trained people to be more into the amateur style.
0: Right. Cause it almost feels like you're peeking in on somebody. Is that, do you think that's Yeah. Why?
1: And like it just, it, for a lot of people, it feels more real. Like it feels yeah. less forced and produced, you know?
0: Yeah, I've been saying for about two years now, and I feel like such a douchebag when I say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I've been saying that, like, um, authenticity is trending, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, but it, it feels so shitty to say it because it that shouldn't be a trend, you know? <laughs>
1: And sometimes it's actually harder to be more authentic. Like sometimes it's easier to just put on the mask and do the thing. You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. I feel I'm, I'm much happier. I'm, I'm I've been much happier. Like, I don't know. We were just talking about this. Um, I was talking to Mackenzie, our producer before you came on about how, you know, this whole pandemic thing feels like, Um, we hit a reset button for some of us, you know, and I don't know about you, but ever since the pandemic hit, I feel like I've been living a more authentic self in my own body. Um, and I, there's no going back. Yeah. You know,
1: um, yeah. The first like couple of weeks of the pandemic were absolutely devastating for right.
0: me.
1: Um, especially work-wise. Like I lost a ton of really awesome things that I was excited about. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it gave me an opportunity to just kind of focus on my own thing and mm-hmm. really tease out what I wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. And OnlyFans got way more popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, my OnlyFans was not making money before the pandemic.
0: <laughs> right, right. And so the, it, it did better during the pandemic?
1: Yeah, like, I... I legit was, on, I was on OnlyFans since 2017 and I was making like a hundred, 200 bucks a month. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, I'll keep doing this, whatever. And I just like wasn't taking it that seriously because right. it wasn't really making me money. But then the moment everybody had to be home now, it like can fully pay my bills.
0: <laughs> amazing. Good for you. That's really amazing.
1: And it's it's almost become overwhelming now because it's doing so well
0: oh that's so good but i hear you with the overwhelming thing because it's a full-on job yeah yeah
1: and like a part of the only fans experience is this like personal connection that people want to make which is awesome and i think that that really gives us a leg up against like big productions But at the same time, like there's only one me (laughs) and there's like 300 people trying to talk to me.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Because even social media is overwhelming. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But when I felt like, because I did OnlyFans briefly and it was like, and I would get messages like, are you going to put up new content soon? I was like, oh my God, I like, I like work for these people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Like, I try to post about once a week, maybe, but some people literally post all day, every day, and some fans expect that, and I just don't have that kind of time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Me neither. And also, I hate working for people. Yeah. Yeah, I do what I want, so...
1: And I think I think a lot of us get into sex work because we don't want to be working all the time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like
1: if I was gonna work all day every day, I'd go get a desk job with secure pay, you
0: know. Oh god. That sounds terrible. But yes, I hear you. So, you know, something that I think is really interesting about you also, on top of all the other interesting things, is that you drive a Hurst. Who drives a Hurst?
1: Me. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly my dream car, and that vehicle has been such an uphill battle. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, the Hurst has her own saga, okay? (laughs) So... I bought the car a couple years ago in LA and it was like a studio prop car that came from this mortuary that had all sorts of problems. This mortuary, like they need to make a movie about it
0: oh, shit.
1: <laughs> because I had to, so I got it super cheap because it had some paperwork issues, but the mortuary had closed and they lost all the paperwork. So I had like proper dmv paperwork to transfer ownership but i didn't have the title so i had to go like track down the title and uh this mortuary i found out like got all sorts of trouble because they were like switching bodies and losing bodies and like all sorts of horrible stuff and they like we tracked down the family that owned it and they had started some other business related to funeral stuff, which I can't believe anybody would trust them with anything ever. Right. (laughs) They like were not trying to talk to me and it was this whole ordeal. And so I had to go to the DMV and like tell them like the family can't be contacted. I rightfully own this vehicle and I need a new title. And, uh, That cost a couple grand.
0: Oh, snap. (laughs) And
1: then right after I was, like, just at the last step of getting all the paperwork in order, uh, a hose blew. And anybody that knows anything about Chevy engines, because this thing has a Corvette engine in it, anybody that knows anything about Chevy engines is they're designed so that once one thing breaks Everything breaks. Okay. So a hose blew, and then I blew a head gasket, and then the water pump went out, and then the distributor, and then the starter. And <laughs> it was oh, this no. whole thing. And it's so hard to find a reputable mechanic in Vegas. <laughs> and I went through like three different mechanics. One of them started stripping my car and selling parts off of it. What the fuck? Noah. <laughs> It's horrible. It was horrible. And uh, three mechanics and several thousand dollars later, I finally found a mechanic I trust and had to replace the entire engine because it was just such a mess at that point. <laughs> I bought a whole new engine. Oh my gosh. And now it's running again. And I'm trying to get an appointment at the DMV to finally finish the paperwork and register it.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. But it's, a sick ass vehicle, though, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: it's so cool and it's the most comfortable thing I've ever driven in my life. <laughs> like, it's a Cadillac and it rides like a Cadillac and then some.
0: Wow, and, but
1: I think it's cool that it has a Corvette engine in it, also.
0: Yeah, so, but I mean, obviously, I don't know. I'm not...
1: still really excited about it,
0: right? But you're not going to transport dead bodies, so how are you? What do you plan how do you plan to utilize it just to drive it or maybe sleep in the back sometimes that sounds fun
1: Um it's pretty much my version of a pickup truck Nice <laughs> Like yeah. um I, it's great for camping a twin mattress fits perfectly in the back and my dogs love hanging out in it and like I can take runs to the hardware store in it So
0: I'm that's pretty so excited. sexy And
1: <laughs> I discovered that there's these little like clamps that you put into the floor of the back that hold the casket in and if you move it to the front it holds a pizza perfectly
0: (laughs) well that's all you need that's all you need a built-in
1: pizza holder solid
0: pizza holder in your car pizza is very quick cargo (laughs) you have to keep that safe yes yeah yeah exactly i love it i love this oh my god okay this is probably one of the most important questions that we're going to have on this show. And this is a topic that I know nothing about. And I don't think a lot of other listeners will know much about. You have mentioned that you are obsessed with medical play. So we just need to know what that means. Please, if you will.
1: Yes. So I, I, am generally a very kinky person (laughs) and one of my favorite kinks is any sort of medical role play i have no idea why it's Mm. so sexy to me um but i you know what i think it all stems back to when i was a kid i saw this movie called dr giggles (laughs) It's this mm. horror movie mm. and like the movie itself there's not really anything sexy about it but it's about this like serial killer fake do- doctor that's just like horribly maiming people and I don't know why like I just thought that was so cool <laughs> <laughs> and it As I grew older and became sexually active, it, like, evolved into a serious fetish.
0: Wow. Um,
1: And so I really enjoy medical role play. I even have this chair in my house that is a 1960s dental chair.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's really spooky looking. Yeah. It's, like... Oh, it's so cool.
0: Okay, I'm putting some pieces together. You're, like, really into the horror. Like, you drive a hearse. You have a weird 1960s dental chair. You're really into, like, horror movie medical play. It's, like, I love it. It's, it's like, a yeah. – what's the word? It's, like, your – uh, it's your theme. It's, like, your theme, almost. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'm, I'm a creepy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think
0: it's interesting, you know, and that's what I love about – sex work and sex workers is that like there's, there's something for everyone and for all different audience types, because as human beings, we're just so, we're so diverse and, and um, yeah. And you get to cater to that. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that like to watch medical play and be involved in that. I mean, I'm sure you found an audience for it, right? Otherwise. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a pretty popular fetish. Like there's, Whole sites, just medical play. Um, I worked with this company in Florida a while ago, Dr. Tampa, and he does some really elaborate setups. Like he has this whole room that actually looks like a doctor's office and down to the minute details. And it was really cool. Wow. There's definitely a market for it.
0: Wow. I had no idea. I had absolutely <laughs> no idea. That's fascinating. Um, well, thank you so much for enlightening us. Cause when I saw that, I was like, okay, what is that? So interesting. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, for some people it's terrifying, but I tend to be into the things that terrify other people,
0: especially like dentistry. People are really afraid of the dentist.
1: I, I just do, like being afraid. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I do not like the dentist. I do not like, I'm not, yeah. I used to be afraid and now I'm just apprehensive. I try not to be scared. Yeah. yeah I do yeah. not like it. Yeah. they are uh, there to help you. <laughs> no, I know. But sometimes they come at your face with large needles and they don't prep you for it. That happened to me once. Yeah. i got very upset and I had a, a conversation Ugh. with my doctor about it. I was like, yeah. you, you need to let me know that you're doing that and you need to ask consent first. Like, as he's hovering yeah, over yeah. me with the needle, I was like, you can't just come at my face with a needle. You can't.
1: No, that's unprofessional. <laughs> but it
0: was. I scolded him in the middle of his job. Good. <laughs>
1: yeah. Good.
0: And, then, and then he, and then he, and then he asked my permission. He's like, okay, are you ready? Can I do this? I said, Yes, I'm ready now. Yeah, but please ask. <laughs> yeah. um, before we move on, uh, you know, I think that we should talk about what's coming up for you and yeah. for this show. Um, do you want to say the thing? Do you want to say it?
1: Yes, say it. I'm excited. Yeah. So I am going to be coming on as a new host soon.
0: Yes, to this <laughs> I'm podcast. I'm really
1: excited to join the team. Yes,
0: I'm beyond excited for you and the other team members who I will announce them with them. Um, so I don't want to steal any thunder, but I've been talking to, you know, our audience for a while now that we've been looking for new hosts and they know that. Um, but I've been very quiet about the process um, because I didn't want to rush it um but yeah i'm i'm it's been so fun behind the scenes like getting to know you and having meetings and um i was wondering and you know i don't mean to put you on the spot but um if you could share with the audience like some of the things that are important to you and like some of the subjects that you would like to talk about on this show
1: one of the things that i really think it's important to discuss is uh cybersecurity Mm-hmm. And I actually taught a workshop for the BIPOC collective on cybersecurity for sex workers. And I really want to get into that a little bit.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: there's a lot of like really easy steps you can take to protect yourself from serious danger. Yeah. Um, and I want to, I want to get into that. And I also kind of want to get into the social media censorship stuff. Um, mm-hmm and talking about like ways to protect yourself against that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found some things that have kind of worked for me and I have some friends that uh, know more about it and can discuss those things. So I'd yeah. really like to get into that.
0: Yeah. I think those topics are really important, especially because so much sex work has moved online since the pandemic and like, yeah, yeah it just feels like everything online is changing so rapidly. It's very difficult to keep up.
1: It is, it is. And a lot of people are also like doing both in-person and online sex work. And it's important to like protect your location. (laughs) And yeah, uh, it's important to like not post the front of your house in pictures, Mm. things like simple things like that
0: yeah yeah and I think something that I've noticed has become more of an issue very more recently is like doxing and for like uh sex worker like enthusiasts and and customers to like understand like yo, like you can't be saying some shit, you know, and yeah, and also like, I feel like with the rise of online sex work, there's just been more disrespect coming from clients or potential customers or like just, what do we call them? Fuck boys, basically, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 There's definitely like an intense sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've learned is that the more access that they have to you, mm-hmm. the more access they demand mm-hmm. <laughs> and the more that, delusional fans can think that they're fully in a relationship with you and personally involved with you, like the creepier it can get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I hear that. I hear that. It's definitely like a very fine, like, like, yeah. yeah, How you answer, who you answer, what you say, when to say it, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a dance.
1: It's important to have like clearly defined and enforced boundaries.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited for those topics. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for our listeners. I just, I'm so stoked about this podcast that it's becoming like a community thing. You know, we're getting ready to do some panel discussions that we have in the works. Um, Yeah, I've got one that we're about to schedule um, on a very interesting topic uh, coming up. So and then we'll be doing a panel discussion with all of us coming up really soon, yeah. all of the new hosts. So stay tuned for that, dear listeners, as you start to get to know our new hosts. Yay! Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's stripper tips.
1: One of the things that I always love to tell new dancers is uh A lot of us come into the club thinking that it's all about the stage show and the pole performance and like doing really acrobatic stuff and using up all your energy. And it's important to remember that what we're selling as dancers is not necessarily the dancing itself, Mm -hmm. but we're selling the experience of fun. So it's more about your personality than your actual stage set. Mm. So if you're not great on pole or you don't have great rhythm, it's not a huge deal and you can still make tons of money. You just have to no. be friendly and personable and be able to talk to people. And That's really yeah. where the money's made.
0: Yeah, that's a really good tip for baby strippers specifically, because I have a lot of um, pole dancers come to me and ask like oh how do I start and and they're like I've been pole dancing for like three years I'm like that doesn't matter
1: yeah. <laughs> in Vegas in Vegas there's this weird phenomenon where you can actually pay an extra like 40 bucks depending on the club to not go on stage at all yep
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and I th- I think it's bizarre because I actually enjoy going on stage and it's like advertising yeah to the customers
0: and it's so fun being on stage in a Vegas strip club is – there's just something really special about it because it's, like, crowded and loud and, like, there's lo- yeah. there's just, like, an energy in there. And so when you're on stage in a Vegas strip club, a pop in Vegas strip club, you're like, bitch, I made it. I'm here. Yeah. I made it. That's what that feels like. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. There was one time I was dancing – I was, like, pretty new to dancing in Vegas and – I I got on stage and it was like my first stage set of the night and there was this group of drunk guys at the tip rail I think it was like a bachelor party or something and I took my top off and they started cheering they like jumped up and started cheering like <laughs> I had just made a field goal <laughs> and- Turns out I was like the only girl in the club with natural boobs. Oh. <laughs> and they were so excited to see natural boobs. They started, they like gave me a standing ovation for my tits.
0: Right on, <laughs> right on. That's awesome. But that must have felt good though. It's like fun. It was. It like yeah. set the
1: tone for my night. It was, it was good.
0: That's awesome. Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for four for one. First question. If you could replace all of the grass in the world with something else, what would it be?
1: Oh, um,
0: faux fur. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) 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 Like, what would that be like? Make it softer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Your life is now a video game. What are some of the cheat codes you can use and what do they do?
1: Um, I would love to be able to stop time.
0: Mm. <laughs>
1: Just kind of check out from linear time altogether and do whatever I need to do. Um, so that would definitely be a cheat code. And uh, I think there would be a cheat code to like move through balls.
0: Oh, that would be
1: really handy.
0: That would. I knew you would be good for that question. I think it would have really stumped a lot of other people. All right. You found a time machine that took you back 600 years. All you have are the clothes on your back. How do you tell the people that you're from the future?
1: Um... I'd probably just start dancing <laughs> out of nerves like I wouldn't even know what to do I would just like do a cartwheel or something <laughs> like and like show them my tattoos and just like try to look impressive I guess
0: yeah no the tattoos and not a dancing yeah because dancing they'd be like oh, I've never seen that before you know because it's yeah. definitely like a stylized like time thing Okay, yeah. last last question. When they say that a specific dog food has a new and improved flavor, who do you think tests and says that it's <laughs> new and improved? <laughs>
1: That's a good point. Um, <laughs> I actually know a lot of people that like try their dog's food. I don't, but if my dog food doesn't smell good, I won't give it to them.
0: So. Okay. So smell test. Yeah. Humans do a smell I don't
1: test. need to taste it, but like That's it needs to smell good.
0: That's a really good answer. You killed it. <laughs> you killed it. Last question, I forgot to ask you in the beginning. What are your pronouns?
1: Oh, she/her, that bitch. Awesome.
0: Thank you. Thank you for your patience, <laughs> audience. I forgot. I'm sorry. Well, this has just been such a pleasure. I'm so happy that we got to know you more. And I just want to remind our beautiful listening audience that this is a listener funded show for now. And so if you love this show and you would like to donate so that we can pay our guests and pay our hosts, then please consider donating. You can go to paypal.me forward slash yes, a stripper podcast, or you can go to our website. Yes, a stripper Thank you so
1: yeah
0: d- yeah, yeah. stacy can you please tell everyone where to find you and how to learn more about you
1: you can find me on twitter and instagram at daisy ducati i'm on onlyfans.com slash daisy ducati and on all my social media you can find my link tree that has all the links to everything um and if you want to see me kick some ass at sturgis this year i will be fighting with lingerie fighting championship and the link to that is in my link tree too you can watch online live
0: that's amazing and sturgis is in (laughs) august right
1: yeah cool cool we're gonna be there from August 11th to the
0: 15th very cool I'm super excited for you to do that it's gonna be so much fun Sturgis is a really fun event very cool
1: Yes. and I get to be on the same stage as ZZ Top oh my god (laughs) that's
0: huge right i'm so excited yes try to get a picture with them yeah is that possible yes
1: I, yes yeah i have to i have to they're like my partner's favorite man <laughs>
0: that is so so cool yes well good luck in sturgis and thank you yes and thank you so much for spending the hour with me and thank you so much to everyone out there and listening land for tuning in every wednesday new episode yes it's tripper podcast i'm your host amd bye Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. Find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at Yes, A Stripper Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Yes, A Stripper Pod. Please like, subscribe, and rate Yes, A Stripper Podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.